Stormbenders, a sound designer's podcast. Here are your hosts, Timothy and Renee. Welcome to Tonebenders. My name is Renee Coronado, and Tim is out on assignment today. I just wanted to get a quick episode out to you guys to tell a little story and give some sound files away, so there you go. I'll just jump straight into it. About a week ago, the Supreme Court in America ruled that laws outlawing gay marriage were unconstitutional, and it was a big party. Uh, for a lot of this country, about 60% of this country agrees with that ruling, myself being one of them. And it was a little bit of a surprise kind of moment with regards to parades, festivals, that kind of stuff. As soon as I saw the news, I knew that there was going to be some sort of gathering somewhere. I live in a, I live in a neighborhood that's, that's got a lot of gay people in it, and so I knew I was going to have a whole lot of really happy neighbors. So I didn't know exactly where to go on the internet to find out who was going to organize what or anything like that, but I did know that something was going to happen and that I probably wanted to go out and be out in the middle of it with some microphones up. I ended up finding a thread on a Reddit subforum, r slash Dallas, that had a link to a website that was doing a lot of the organizing right off the bat. And apparently they had been preparing for this for a little while. So as soon as the ruling came down, they pulled the trigger and said, hey, it's happening today. It's going to start at this church and it's going to go down this street, down through the main strip of Cedar Springs, where, which is kind of the strip in the gay neighborhood in Dallas, and then end at this big monument. That happens to run right in front of my house. Like, I don't even have to drive. It's walking distance from my house. So the information's coming in, and I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a parade. There might be some protesting, some counter-protesting, some chants. Don't know exactly what to expect other than there's going to be a lot of people out there and emotions are going to be high. There's going to be some celebrating and partying. I'm positive of that. Don't really know what else is going to be happening. So the question is... What kind of rig do I want to bring to go record this? Uh, the variables are, I need to be mobile. This thing's in motion, right? So it's got to be something that, that is light enough for me to carry around. But I also know that this is kind of a one-off, so I want to go pretty high quality with it. And the broader question of, do I need to go stealth here or not can kind of be answered by the vibe, right? And the vibe felt like it was going to be more party than it was going to be protest. So I felt like I wasn't really going to have to go stealth. If this is going to be a straight-up happiness-type parade thing, then I felt like I can just bring a blimp and it'll be all good. Hold it up in the sky just like a stinking flag, and I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of other stuff out there up in the sky over people's heads and people won't look at it twice. So I decided to go non-stealth, um, just be overt, you know, just build a rig, go out there, jump into the middle of the thing and walk with. So given that I'm not stealth and that I do need to still be mobile, what rig am I going to put together? There are a couple options. One of the first ones I considered was an MS rig. I have at the office, basically access to two Sheps mics with multiple capsules to them. So from the two Shep mics, 
I have an MK41, which is the cardioid, I mean the super cardioid, an MK4, which is the cardioid. I think I have another MK41. We have an MK5, which is the Omni, the MK8, which is the figure eight, and the other um, capsule that's switchable between cardioid and Omni. So those are the different capsules I have available for the two Shep's bodies. So I was thinking about going MS, and then I decided, no, you know, I just... I don't think MS is the exactly right configuration for crowd recordings, especially if I'm in the middle of it. I felt like it was going to be a little too narrow sounding, and I, and I felt like I didn't have to go MS. Uh, MS is a really, really good option for putting it all in one blimp, and, and that was why I was even considering it. It was because I knew I was going to have to put it up in a blimp, but in the end I decided I think I have a better option. One of the other options would be ORTF, but I don't have an ORTF style blimp. There are some out there. They're crazy expensive. I think Rycope may make one too, but I just I don't personally have one. And some of the rigs that you can do where you where you um, take like a pair of Line Audio CM3s and put them ORTF, which I've done extensively in the past, I've run into this issue that. When I do that, if I encounter any actual wind at all, my capsules are too close to the edge of that blimp for the blimp to do them any real good. It does okay versus crosswinds, but versus front winds, you end up just taking wind hits. So I, I kind of didn't want to go that way either, since I had the option to not. So what I ended up doing was going with an AB Omni rig, and I'll put pictures of this up on the site. I took the two ships bodies and put the mk5 capsule on one and put I, I think it's the mk3 i forget what the number is but put the switchable capsule on the other and switched it to omni and put them in a rycote ms blimp so the blimp is designed to have two mics stacked up one on top of the other but instead of going cardioid and figure eight like you would in an ms setup i went Omni with one mic pointing forward and Omni with one mic pointing exactly backwards and use that as as my AB rig with the idea that I was basically going to be carrying the blimp perpendicular to the crowd. In other words, instead of aiming the front end of it at, say, the crowd, I would be doing 90 degrees from that and having my two Omnis basically sticking out the side like ears. So it ended up taking a couple of rubber bands to get it all together and nice and stable. But once it was together in that blimp, it really was locked down and, and working well. As far as the recorder is concerned, I, I always like the 633. It's a nice light rig, but it's got really, really good preamps. The other option could have been the 744. I figured, hey, if I'm going Sheps and I'm going Omni, I need to go all the way, you know, high end all the way down the chain. So I didn't want to take a pair of Sheps in a Rycote rig and just run them into an H4. It just, it seemed a little bit sacrilegious to uh, to do that. So I went ahead and broke out the Sound Devices 633, threw it in a bag, put the bag over my shoulder, and that was it. That was the entirety of the rig. It was a little bulky. It looks like a lot, but it wasn't heavy. It didn't weigh a lot. So it was not a big deal for me to be carrying it. The other important thing for me was instead of just hand-holding the pistol grip of the right coat, I decided to go ahead and get the boom pole out and put them up on the pole so that I could put those mics up 
you know, several feet above everyone's head so I could get a little bit of distance between the mics and the crowd. I didn't want the mics to be sunk into the crowd. I wanted them to be up above it. So the boom pole was was definitely the solution there. So that was a rig, a pair of Omnis facing left and right inside of a Rycote MS on a boom pole into a 633. And I did go ahead and switch the high-pass filters on on the 633 just because I know that I'm not really trying to catch a whole bunch of low end on this. I know the city rumble in my neighborhood is pretty intense. And so that didn't seem like the focus of what I was trying to record. So that was the rig. And, you know, I told my, I told my wife about it and she was into it. That's the other thing. The other real lesson from something like this is when you spot an opportunity beyond being prepared enough to be able to Fortunately for me, you know, at my place of work, I have access to a whole bunch of gear that I can just grab and go on a moment's notice. But beyond being being able to record it, you have to be willing to record it. You know, and I have a wife and baby at home that want to see me. So, but my wife was into it. She was like, you know what, we'll we'll go too. So she grabs the boy and straps him on her back. You know, we I get home and we eat real fast and and we grab everything and we put it up. She's got the kiddo on her back. I've got the rig on my back. We don't even drive. We just walk out the door and we, we hang a left and we walk, you know, a few blocks and the parade's already coming towards us. This is the uh, Marriage Equality Parade. like a it's a big parade there's at least 5,000 people in this parade there's bullhorns at the front and basically all the actions kind of in the front at least from what I can tell we didn't really mingle too far back because what was happening at the front what was coming at us that we heard coming down the block was a bunch of chants just like protest chants it wasn't like a parade where it was a bunch of partying music it was like a like a protest So I, I was like, this is great. I, I mean, it was like a parade and that everyone was happy, but it was also like a protest and that everyone had something to say. And there was, there was a, a person on a bullhorn that was leading the chants. But, the, you know, because it was such a long parade, once you got further back and further away from that bullhorn, you didn't have as much crowd participation, right? It was a little bit more just kind of mingling in the back. So we decided to stay near the front of the parade. And literally, we just kind of, you know, we were dressed appropriately. Like, I was wearing a red shirt, and she was, because the color was red. That was what they had organized, right? So we, so we dressed in order to fit in, and then we just kind of walked up and walked into the parade. And, just, and we walked down the, uh, down the street with it, 
with the parade. And it was about a, you know, a couple miles walk, right? And as we're going and as I'm just recording all this gold, oh, it's gold. So I'm recording all this gold, just this good, good stuff. You know, emotions are high, cars are, cars are honking, people are waving. Everyone's real happy. We see our neighbors out there. And I look up and look back, and it's like end of days cloud formations that are happening up above us. Just these big, giant, massive storm clouds. And that was the one thing I didn't really check in my haste to get out there and get recording was the weather. So I'm looking up and I'm going, oh, Jesus, that is really going to come hit us hard. Fortunately, the, uh, the parade was going to end in about a mile, and it was going to end right in front of a Walgreens. So because I knew this, I knew, hey, we can just duck in if we need to. What ended up happening was we walked the whole parade all the way down, and I'm looking back about every two minutes at these clouds that are just gathering. There's these big, massive, like, black, and then gray, and then black clouds that are just swirling and forming all these crazy formations. So we get to the end, and then nothing really kind of happens. There's just a lot of mingling, and that's kind of it. Nobody had any kind of big speech or anything, which was what I was kind of hoping for. So we dart into the Walgreens and pick up a bunch of trash bags and ponchos and start booking it back to the house. We get about halfway back before the sky just unloads on us. You know, fortunately, well, not fortunately, appropriately, we had... Uh, coated everything in plastic, microphones in the trash bag, like stop recording, turn the recorder off, microphone in the trash bag, 633 in the trash bag, ponchos over all of it, ponchos over the baby, etc. And we're booking it back as hard as we can book. But we still only get about halfway before that rain just... And it just lays into us. And it hit with this big gust of wind at the front of it. Like there was this crazy just like pressure system that hit. And it all just kind of like, it wasn't like the sky opened up and dumped rain. It was like something from behind the sky was firing rain at us horizontally. Just this big, massive rain and wind. So we ducked off under a carport for the first 10 or 15 and waited for the, for the worst of it to blow by until the baby started kind of not being happy anymore. He was he was cool with the whole parade. That whole parade, he's looking around and he's happy and he's just checking everything out. He's got plenty to pay attention to. But while we're just sitting under this carport with the sky just black and angry and rain down on us, and I'm sure he, he sensed a little bit of, uh, of uh, nervousness from his parents, he started getting kind of restless and unhappy. So once the worst of it had blown by us, we triple-checked our coverage made sure that we were plasticked all the way out and then we just put our heads down and dove into that rain and walked the rest of the way home and the whole time I'm walking back my brain is on my underwear because I'm holding the 633 in a pouch over my shoulder that's basically right on my on my hips 
And in my brain, what I'm thinking is, as long as my underwear is dry, this 633 is dry. <laughs> so, so the whole way back, I'm just focused on what parts of me are dry. And sure enough, we get back, we dump all our squishy shoes off and everything else like that. And I'm soaked from my knees to my toes and from my chest, basically up to my head. But everything in the middle of me was bone dry because that's what we had protected. And then once we kind of had, you know, cleared everything off, I kicked the 633 back up, threw the headphones on, hit play, and it was all there and it was pristine and I was just super happy. I just, I was hoping it was going to be worth it and it was totally worth it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the whole file up, um, just raw and unedited. It's going to be there for you. There's tons of gold in it. I'm going to put a link to it on the Tonebenders website, jump to it, pull it down, use it as you see fit. No license necessary, no credit necessary. Bend it, twist it, do whatever you want. Use it in your projects. There's lots and lots and lots of good stuff there. It's about a, it's about a 45-minute walk or so. There's various chants. There's some Dallas-specific stuff. There's some gay pride-specific stuff. There's a straight-up USA, USA chant in there somewhere. Lots and lots of good stuff. Pull it down. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, a second thing I want to mention is that we paid our yearly, our annual web hosting fee last month, and we did it entirely with donations from listeners, for just straight up from the PayPal donations. Now, it emptied that entire account to pay our web hosting fee, but we couldn't have done that without you guys. We really, really appreciate it. The affiliate links, people that are clicking through our B&H and our Amazon affiliate links and using that to make their purchases with, that is totally paying for our SoundCloud feed, which is 15 bucks a month. And so the things that you guys are doing as far as just straight up using the affiliate link and all of that, that's helping keep this all the way up. It helps keep it sustainable. It helps allow us to keep putting this stuff out and do this kind of stuff for you. So we really, really appreciate it. We love you guys. We're happy to do it. If you have anything else you want to talk to us about, let us know. Check us out at the Tone Benders on Twitter. I am at Renee underscore Coronado. Tim is at Azmuth Audio. And uh, there we go. Love you. See ya. Facebook. Email us with your questions and ideas at info at tonevendorspodcast.com.